0: Freedom Caucus or whatever with the the speaker vote and that big kind of fiasco and you have people kind of trying to draw a contrast between you know the Democrats and Republicans we're the party of we're serious and progressive you know we just elected member of the Progressive Caucus Hakeem Jeffries also staunch supporter of apartheid in the occupied uh, Palestinian territories um which just indicates how fucking meaningless that word uh is in the first place and i you know I, I you know he gave that big speech with all the alphabet bullshit that of course people were very excited about talking about as the greatest political rhetoric they'd seen in generations and using this kind of language about that and you know when i talked about how meaningless and performative that is people were saying to me like well they're better than republicans and how you know at least with the shit show there they're not like that but it's like, what was Biden doing the week that that fight was going on? Like they could have, like the, the Biden administration or Democrats in general could have been drawing a a real kind of distinction between the Republicans and their extreme reactionary agenda and the hopeful, positive, progressive things that they want to do. Um, but like, what did Biden do this week? Biden now rejecting all Haitian, Cuban and Nicaraguan asylum seekers who cross illegally and capping entry uh, from those places and Venezuela. And you see, like the Biden administration, like we've talked about before, engaging in all the exact same barbaric uh, anti-immigrant policies that Trump was. That these very people were talking was with talking about they were in concentration camps and talking about how horrible and horrendous um, the the immigration policy was under Trump. You see Biden engaging in the exact same behavior, and. You know, it's just you wonder why people become completely cynical about the Democratic Party or that they don't feel that compelled by these fucking speech of this kind of speechifying or soaring West Wing style rhetoric when that's the kind of thing that they actually are doing. Right.
1: I mean, that was a big campaign issue for Biden. Here's a tweet from September 5th, 2020. Nicaraguan asylum seekers fleeing oppression deserve to have their cases heard. Instead, they're being deported back into the tyrannical grip of Daniel Ortega without a chance to pursue their claims. President Trump's cruelty truly knows no bounds. Just like literally just swap out President Trump's name for... President Biden's, and you get the same, literally the same thing stands. Like it's just, yeah,
0: they're doing the same, like you're saying, the same thing. He things. has a Haitian press secretary though, so that makes it okay. That's the historic uh, progressive values on display. You have a Haitian press secretary while you're simultaneously with one hand destabilizing Haiti through endless like political interference there, and then also slamming the door shut in the faces of migrants that are trying to escape from the chaos that you've you've created yourselves. And then holding up your press secretary is an example of how forward-thinking you are. Sorry, please continue. No, that that's I mean, I
1: I <laughs> I agree. Everything like we talked about with Manny last week. It's just like hollow like overtures to you know identity politics instead of, you know, a substantive, like tangible difference in policy, especially on these types of things. You know, you're not like with Austin at the Department of Defense, with press secretary. How does you know it that doesn't that doesn't change the way you're treating asylum seekers just because you have somebody who is from that country as your press secretary or you have somebody who isn't a white guy as a secretary of defense. Like it's just it's really, really frustrating that this is this is how they're choosing to operate. But I guess we should have expected it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, if only if only there had been a brave Canadian trying to warn his American friends that this man was a right <laughs> was a right wing conservative, um, and would not really do anything all that great for the United States, only to be mocked and derided for this for for doing this. If only a brave hero had spoken up. Oh, I think those Canadians oh, no. just shut up about American politics. <laughs> <laughs> weirdly, weirdly, Jordan, on that subject, I saw a number of Americans talking about Brazilian politics yesterday. Why, ah. they don't live there. you don't live there. Ah. What are you talking about it for? <laughs> who cares? like you know you're talking about the election there,'re talking about well, who cares? you don't live there? Okay, okay, you know, on the nose though, out of their business
1: on the on on the Brazilian January 6th, whatever we're gonna call it, can we I think just as we did with January 6th in the United States, the Brazilian, if you want to call it insurrection, I think we do need to save some space to have a good laugh about it. Because it is extremely funny how much even the participants paralleled American participants of the insurrection here. Yes. Uh, It's absolutely incredible.
0: Yeah. What else I found incredible as well, also very funny and stupid, is like these people are so inspired by January 6th. You'd think they would have learned a little something about how when you're trying to overthrow the government, one of the things you want to avoid doing is live-streaming it with your unmasked face bragging about committing this crime and trying to overthrow the government. That's actually something that can get you in a little bit of trouble down the line. That happened to a number of people that participated in January 6th who also just like openly uh, live-streamed themselves doing so and were were having the time of their fucking lives. You'd think some of these Brazilian uh, MAGA types uh, or the make Brazil great again, people. Um, we were, were, might have learned this, you know. Maybe if you're going to try and do a coup in the government, you might want to throw on a mask or not take photos and videos of yourself openly admitting that you're doing this. But they didn't learn that, unfortunately. And now it seems like the hammer is going to come down on them. And I got to I got to wonder as well whether Bolsonaro is going to be caught up in this, because I know as we another also a very funny scene. He showed up in Florida, just kind of like meandering around the Floridan suburbs as now just one of, he used to be the president of Brazil. Now he's just one of many uh, current and former uh, fascists from Latin America hanging out in Florida uh, past their glory days. Um, but you got to wonder if you know he showed up there uh, in, a, in, a, in an effort to kind of escape culpability for maybe being involved in in planning or promoting this. There is talk that this coup was possibly planned from Florida, it would be very interesting to see while we're talking about Lula going after you know financiers and people that were involved, whether Bolsonaro himself is going to face any uh, legal repercussions uh, for possibly for possibly planning this. You know, even though he ended up kind of throwing his own supporters on the under the bus, um, which was also funny. It'll be very it'll be very interesting to see if if uh, he gets if he could be possibly be extradited or or face any kind of legal consequences for being involved with
1: it yeah there were let me rephrase i think i think he went to florida because of that specifically i don't think it's like going out on a limb to say that i
0: i i I had nothing to do that i was at kfc the whole time what are you talking about oh
1: no i'm I'm not there i'm out of the country sorry i'm on vacation Uh, i think that was deliberate because he knew it was coming and he wants to avoid any culpability, which is totally bullshit. It's like trans- It seems transparent why he did that. There was pressure starting to be applied on Ned Price, um, asking why is this guy in the country. So I think that needs to continue. I think you're not going to see that in mainstream news. Like they're just going to treat it as like, oh, look at the supporters who did this. And then if they do, if Lula does go after him, I think you'll see the knee jerk. Why is he going after his political opponents? For sure, but yeah. extradition should be on the table. Like, why is he here? But the funniest, of course, the funniest thing about this is he enters the hospital today. It's like, oh, I, uh, I'm back in the hospital. I lo- yeah. which is like, honestly, the perfect cover for him because it's like maybe he does, maybe he does need to be be in the hospital unless he's just he's been playing the long game for years. He knew this was going to come eventually, and it's like I've got the perfect cover. I love being hospitalized. I'm always in the hospital. They can't get me. Because I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna be getting medical care. So now, welcome yeah. to America's healthcare system. Good luck, because I I assume you don't have
0: health insurance here. <laughs> yeah. So good luck paying those bills, buddy. <laughs> it's like that classic pro wrestling thing. It's like you can't. He shows up with the neck brace. Like I can't do a coup. Look at me. I'm barely. I'm like more COVID particles than than man now. Like what are you talking about? He said
1: it was for like a 2018 stab wound that is causing him problems now, which maybe. But oh my God, it'd be so funny if he came here and caught like a new, like Florida strain of COVID. Yeah, he's just walking well, in
0: without a mask. It could be the opposite too. It could be like he could be doing like some kind of a bioterrorist plot. He's taken all his his bodies, become this incubation center for all these horrific new variants and strains of COVID and a variety of other illnesses. And he's now bringing it. He's spreading it to the United States in the ultimate act of revenge for not getting support for uh, the election being stolen. Maybe he that's is the it. most.
1: He is the most dying man alive. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true.
0: Yeah. Thank you for listening to this sample of The Insurgents podcast. To hear the rest of this episode and for more bonus content, please subscribe at theinsurgents.substack.com.